Welcome to Enriched Menopause, where perimenopausal and menopausal women can learn what's going on with their bodies and how to thrive during this stage and beyond. You are not crazy and you are not alone. I'm Dr. Jessica Rich. Let's do this together. Hello and welcome back to Enriched Menopause. I have another exciting episode for you this week. As you guys know, last week we talked about the struggles of being in perimenopause and menopause while raising small children. This week we're going to move on from that a little bit and talk about a different transition that many of you are facing in perimenopause and early menopause. And that is when the kids are growing up and leaving the house, either graduating from college or high school and, and, and people are becoming empty nesters. So I've got a great guest with me today. I want to welcome back Deborah Marcus Damon. She was in on one of the first episodes of this podcast talking about all of the overwhelm and how to address those psychological issues that come up a lot in perimenopause and menopause. She's a therapist and a licensed clinical social worker. Debbie, welcome back. Thank you. It's good to be back, Jesse. I'm so happy to have you here. For those who have not listened to your prior episode, and, and if you haven't, I really recommend going back to that. It was a really great episode. But for those who haven't, tell us a little bit about yourself. I am a psychotherapist in private practice. And today, my practice is, I would say, 80-85% working with women specifically 50 and older, going through all the life changes, the transitions, emotionally, mentally, physically, menopause, perimenopause, postmenopause, and all the challenges and all the opportunities that they discover along the way, the beautiful opportunities that are out there for them. It's really a wonderful thing. It's something that I love to do. I'm very passionate about helping women, working with women, and I look forward to to doing more. That's so wonderful. And I love what you do. And I love how you highlight that it's challenges and opportunities. So there are, there are multitudes of, of ways that we look at it and things that we go through during this transition. But right. let's focus in on this phase that we're discussing today where kids are growing up and they're leaving the house and people are transitioning to empty nest. And it can be a time of really a lot of great pride, of course, for parents and a time of great relief, like I've got them through to this point, but it can also bring up a lot of other emotions. So can you talk about that a little? Of course, of course. So emptiness syndrome is not a diagnosis, let's just admit that out loud. It's mm-hmm. a condition that all parents experience once their children are ready to go out into the world. And by the way, dads experience it too. They just experience it differently because they're wired differently than we are. But let's stick with us moms, women. And there are basically four stages in empty nesters. The first stage, of course, is pride. We feel so much pride. And then grief, relief, and ultimately we feel joy. 
ultimately, that's down the road. We mm-hmm. feel joy for our children and joy for us as well, because it is a new beginning. Although it's an ending, it is also a new beginning for our children and for us. What I want to share with the listeners out there is, number one, feel your feelings. Whatever you're feeling, it's normal. It's okay. Feel your feels. Whether it's sadness, worrying, anxiety, because we do worry. Are they going to be okay? Are they going to sleep? We know that they're not. Are they going to eat properly? Are they going to, you know, how are they going to survive? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are Mm -hmm. they going to go to class? Are they going to do whatever it is that we want and hope for them to do? So worrying is absolutely part of it. But also understand that you can be proud and sad at the same time. It's not one or the other. These emotions are like everything else in life, yin-yang. It's a duality. We can Mm -hmm. feel both. It's not one or the other. And also understand that we need to be kind with ourselves. And I spoke about that in our past podcast, how we speak to ourselves. And this is very important. The inner harsh critic, how we speak to ourselves. I should be able to handle this. I must not cry. I must stop worrying. No, no shoulds, no musts. Allow yourself to feel whatever it is that you're feeling. And just understand that this is a process for you and for your child, by the way. But then there's also just, you know, a lot more space, right? So there's a lot of time that used to be occupied by caring for children, taking them places, potentially doing other things. And now we have kind of like this changing identity, this changing, you know, day-to-day life. How do we navigate that? That many times translates into sadness and boredom initially, because what do we do with ourselves? How do we handle this? I never had, you know, prior when you're, when you're working, when you're raising a family, when you're the one that everybody goes to for fixing everything that's going on in their lives, all of a sudden there's a lot of empty space. So just acknowledge, acknowledge that, you know what, this is a life transition. This is okay. I've done this before. It's not our first transition. I mean, we've all been through many transitions, right? There's a lot of beginnings and endings, beginnings and endings, and just acknowledge it and be okay with it and understand that this is normal and accept it. Have acceptance. Have acceptance that whatever you're feeling is okay. And most importantly, embrace. Embrace the empty space to reflect, to pause. And to look inside yourself and see what now? What now? How can I make the best 
of this downtime for myself and really look within yourself and dive deep, be mindful, ask yourself a lot of questions and make a plan of action. There is a process. I mean, we all have dreams. We all have dreams. And many times we can't act on our dreams because life gets in the way, responsibilities, children, aging parents, partners, careers, jobs, but we all have dreams. This is a great time in our lives. It's actually an amazing time in our lives where we can revisit our dreams and see if they still resonate with us and really see if we want to pivot. Do we want to change careers? Do we want to maybe end a relationship or start a new relationship? And also, when I talk about relationships, it's not just with somebody else, with another person. It's also looking at the relationship with ourselves, to do work on ourselves, because this is a great time in our lives where we can really work on ourselves and get to know ourselves. The truth is, who we are today is not, I know, for me and for the people in my groups that I work with on life transformation. We're not the same people. I'm not the same person I was five or 10, let alone 20 years ago. So really look at ourselves and look at the habits that we don't even think about. We just go on autopilot and they're just our habits. We just do what we do because we've always done it. And, and examine that. And do they still serve us? Do these habits still serve us? Do the stories we tell ourselves still serve us? And, you know, we'll surprise ourselves and say, hey, no, wait a minute. Uh-uh. This worked for me back then. But today, I need something different. Because I've evolved. I've changed. I'm different. So we really have to go inside and look at ourselves and explore, be curious. Being curious is a very big thing. Ask why, why? And also journal. We talked about that in our Mm -hmm. last podcast. I am a very big believer in journaling. And if you didn't have the time when your kids were at home, this could be a great opportunity to start journaling. Journal one sentence. See where it takes you. Put pen to paper. See where it takes you. It could be such a beautiful, therapeutic, wonderful gift you give yourself. I love that. And I love that you start out with pause and reflection because I think so many times when we've been busy running around, taking care of everybody, when we see an empty space, the instinct is to just fill it. So Fill it with more work, fill it with more errands, fill it with a different activity. And while I do think, you know, some of that space, of course, will come to be filled with, you know, whether it's a new hobby or a new project or going after one of those dreams or, you know, some different social activities. I I do think those spaces will be filled, but taking the time first 
to pause, to reflect, to journal, to think about who you are now and what you want and where you want to go next. I think that's so important. So I love that you start with that pause and 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 really finding out you know what's going to serve you next. And and I love that. It's a good time to shift from a fixed mindset. That's when we're on autopilot. You know, we do the familiar, we do what we need to do. There isn't much time for anything else to a growth mindset. It's a great time to really give yourself that gift where you look at your dreams, like I said, see if they still resonate with you. And some might, we'll surprise ourselves and say, oh my God, yes, I can do this now. And then decide in what direction you want to go. And then break it down into very, very small chunks, little steps, because when you're very specific and you break things down, it makes it easier to go ahead and do it, whatever that looks like, to go ahead and go forward and do it. And also give yourself a time frame, an end goal. So I want to go back to school, for example. And I want to do it within this time frame, within two years. Give yourself a time frame. And lastly, to be brave. And that means just do it. You know, mm-hmm. Nike has that great <laughs> slogan just do it. And they are so spot on. Really just do it and have someone in your life that can keep you, hold you accountable. Have someone in your life that can say, hey, 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 you said that you wanted to do X, Y, and Z. You said that you wanted to go back to school, that you wanted to take up photography, that you wanted to whatever, the list is endless, Um, that you wanted to volunteer, that you wanted to change your career, that you wanted to start your own business. This is a great time that, you know, we have that space in our lives to do all these things and they will keep you, hold you accountable. And by the way, that's what I do. I do a little community of six people. It's just six people. It's small. It's intimate. We get to know each other. We share our dreams and we create a plan of action and we hold each other accountable so that we do stay on track and that we ultimately do what we said we wanted to do. And 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 that be brave part is the hardest part because that's that's when you have to say stop to that voice in our heads and say, stop, I can do this. I'm ready. And what's the worst case scenario? Okay, it doesn't work out. Brush yourself off. You can keep going. You can Mm -hmm. handle it, whatever it is. And and lastly, the last thing that's very important, I'm going to go back to that is reflect. We all need to reflect. So let's say you do end up doing, going back to school. You're doing it. You're in it. Yes, you're older. And yes, there's a lot of younger kids in class with you, but, but you're doing it. And then when you finish that, 
look back and reflect on it. How does it make you feel? And is this something I want to continue? Is this going to lead me into another place in my life? And do I even want to continue? Do I just want to say I went back to school and leave it at that? Or do I want it to spiral into something bigger? I think that's so key. And when you're making that you know, decision, when you're doing that initial questioning and reflection and making choices of what you want to do next, like that's not like it has to be a decision for the rest of your life, right? It's like, I want to do this thing. And then you check in and is this the path I want to go? Do I want to expand on this? Or was that the chapter? And now I'm going to move on to another chapter. So I love that. Be curious, be curious, explore, look at different opportunities, A lot of people I find, I hear over and over again, what if I fail? What if it doesn't work out? A lot of what ifs. And that's when that list of excuses and that list is endless. And that's when that list pops up and plays on repeat in our heads. And we need to tell that voice in our head to stop. It's nice to have somebody that is with you on this journey to keep you on track, to tell you, wait a minute, you can do this. Whether that's a a partner or a small group, like you said, or a therapist or a coach, having somebody to keep you on track is so important. And It's huge. So I know this is all the work sort of we're doing our inner work with ourselves and what our next phase is, but also the phase of being a parent is going to be very different now too. And of course, our Our babies are always our babies, but at Mm -hmm. the same time now they're grown up, they're adults, they get to make their own decisions, have their independence. Of course, we want to be there to support them, but also to sort of let them lead their lives. So how do we adjust to that changing relationship? You know, being a parent is, my God, that's like the biggest job that we'll ever have. Because we have not only created, but we have nurtured, we have loved, we have given a million percent of ourselves to that life, to that little human that has grown up into this young adult and going out into the world. So we've spent the past 18 to 20 years doing this, day in, day out, 24-7, and all of a sudden, oh my God, they're leaving. And how am I going to have that control over them? Because that's really what it is, you know? I'm not going to know how they are, you know, day to day, how they are doing. The truth is, Those 18 years are the most important years of an adult's life, of a person's life. Those are the developmental years. And hopefully we've done our job well, not perfect, because none of us are perfect. And we've all messed up. And that's wonderful, because that's part of it, because there is no perfect, right? It doesn't exist. But hopefully we've loved them. And we've nurtured them and we've given them values and we've taught them to be emotionally intelligent people. And whatever method of communicating we 
have with them while they were living under our roof in our home, well, that will continue. That will follow through pretty much for the rest of their lives, our lives with them. If you are super close to your child, chances are you'll remain super close with them through their college and onwards, you know, life. If it's more of a, you know, distant relationship, chances are that might continue as well. The the thing here really is to keep the communication open and to trust the process, to trust them, to trust that they are equipped, that you have done the best you knew and that you have given the best and the most of yourself that you were capable of giving and understanding that it's now their turn to go out into the world and live their life and just trust the process, whatever your communication style while they were living with you at home, that will probably continue. It might have some peaks and valleys, you know, they might go quiet on us for a little bit because they themselves are trying to explore and learn what works for them and what doesn't work for them. So we need to be patient and give them time to find themselves in their new environment because they're all so excited and nervous at the same time. So be patient and give them that time, that space and ask them. How would you like me to communicate with you as you go off to school? How would you like that to look like? Let them lead the way. Well, mom, you better call me every day and you better (laughs) check in. Or you know what, ma? Give me a little bit of space. Let me figure this out and I will reach out to you at the end of the week or however that might look like. And accept it. Again, acceptance. And acceptance is huge here. Acceptance and being patient is very big. Let them lead this next chapter. Remind them that you love them, that you're here for them, and that you are proud of them. I think those are important reminders, and they never get tired of hearing it. And hopefully you never get tired of saying it. (laughs) They never get tired of hearing that. And I think that's really great advice to kind of ask and let them lead the way. I I definitely have friends who even still in our 40s speak to their mother every single day. And then others who like, you know, it may go months before they they talk. And so some of it is, you know, each relationship and each style. I think it's hard for us as parents to like find that boundary, right? That letting go, both accepting it in ourselves and communicating to our child that we have the trust that they can navigate the world on their own and that we trust them, but also letting them know, hey, we're here for you whenever you need us. So in my group sessions and, you know, talking with all these wonderful women, I've never heard anyone report back and say that my child says that I should, you know, make a life for myself. Now that I'm gone, you know, out of the house, mom, I want you to do whatever it is that you need to do for yourself. So they actually don't articulate, don't say the words, but they want us to be happy, to be fulfilled without saying the words. 
it will make them feel good to see their parent, their mom and their dad, by the way, thrive and live a full life Mm -hmm. and do whatever it is that they want to do for themselves. It gives them comfort and peace because they worry about us too. Mm -hmm. They just might not be able to say it, you know, but they do. Just like we want to make sure that they're okay out there without us day to day. They want to make sure that we're okay without them day to day. Absolutely. You know, Ma, are you okay? Yeah, absolutely. And Mm -hmm. that only gets better and stronger as as we age and as they age. It's -hmm. interesting. I mean, look at your relationship with your mom or my Mm -hmm. relationship with my mom. I mean, I actually talk to my mom every day. She's 85 years old. We check in. Mm-hmm. Not that we have long conversations, but we definitely check in. And she wants to hear my voice and she wants to know that I'm okay. I want to know that she's having a good day and, and feeling well and, and doing whatever she needs to do for herself. It's an ever-evolving relationship. Debbie, you've talked so many things about what we can do for ourselves, how we can navigate this change with our children. Is there anything else you wish that women knew going through this phase in life? Really, my challenge to everybody that's listening is dare to make this your time. Dare to make this more about you. It's your turn now and do something about it so that you don't have any regrets later. You want to look back and say, I did the best I could. I did what I wanted to do, or I did it. And it's very empowering and very fulfilling to have purpose and to have value in your life. It's the next chapter, and it's going to be a great one. So I dare you. Go do it. Amen to that. Well, thank you so much, Debbie. If somebody's been listening and they really want to work with you, how can people find you? I think you're going to put my info we'll link that in the show notes Mm -hmm. yeah you'll link all that info they can email they can call my office they can check my website i have a group starting end of august the 21st yeah i have a new group for six people on it's my turn now and it's going to be exciting it's all about transitions and creating new habits and creating a new chapter for yourself. Well, Deborah Marcus Damon, it's been a pleasure talking with you as always. Thank you so much. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review and share with someone in your life who may benefit from this too. Remember that while I am a doctor, this podcast does not constitute medical advice and is for informational purposes only. Talk with your doctor about what may apply to you and your health. We'll see you on the next episode of Enrich Menopause.